0: Oh, yeah. Really? I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Dave. And here we are going to have a fun uh, episode because last episode was very, very deep. Yeah, in depth. uh, Yeah. You
1: had to pay attention. You probably had to write notes and probably had to pick up a dictionary because we were talking critical race theory, intersectionality and critical theory. And we were dissecting the discussion that we had with Dr. Elizabeth Dudash, and in doing so, we did have to delve into nuanced language regarding mm-hmm. postmodern theory. Really exciting, but very important and yeah. applicable to each and every one of you. I noticed that Sonny Hernandez has now joined the podcast. Hey, Sunny! how you Sonny? glad you're watching the live feed. We just we talked s- to him today. Yeah. I think he's all right if we share. There is going to be a debate in Springfield,
0: and Tag Your It will be moderating that debate. Yes, me and Dave sitting in the middle of between two debaters having the best seats in the house. That's right. It's going to be awesome. So uh, I guess, yeah, look for that information. As it comes out, we'll let you know. The debate date is March 14th, but I want to let
1: Sonny get all the information out to everyone before we jump on, but... We are all, yeah, this is going to be roll, fun. Man. It's going to be yeah,
0: awesome. We love debates, and we don't have to debate.
1: <laughs> that's right. We get to, uh, well, get
0: to see this. It'll be great yeah, good stuff. So it'll be awesome. But anyway, so yeah, we wanted to deliver something that we haven't done in a while. No, we, last time we did a show just doing meme theology was on our 100th episode. Yes, yeah, so it's so. been since like November. <laughs> Or something and we've got a bunch of episodes since then yeah we have and so it's time a high time to do another meme theology which then means it should lead us to another precept what's up episode too so that could be coming in the future for all you uh tag hooligans out there anyway so yeah tonight we wanted to deal um on this episode with some memes. Uh, Dave was the provider of the ones this evening that we'll talk about. But yeah, the nice, uh, lighthearted hearted um, episode to get into those um, deep things of meme theology. That's right. So um, I guess uh, we will start. We'll just dig right in, right? We don't yeah, really have jump to right do into the a whole lot of, of discussion on it. But yeah. No, well, I mean, I guess I can yeah. say.
1: So why is it so important that yeah. we deal with memes? Because we live in a culture where memes are shared like crazy millions billions of memes and they make statements they make a visual statement and they have a condensed written statement therefore implying look words and text here you go this is who i am Mm
0: -hmm. and this is what i believe and this is the big thing is like um instead of like typing in something that you believe like in your timeline on facebook or instagram or twitter or whatever you know it's one of those things a lot of people go out there and they see these things and they go Yeah, I believe that too. So whenever you're doing that, you're actually putting your beliefs out there on display, right? And you found like some sort of deep connection with this and you wanted to share it. But the thing is, now it's connected to you, your beliefs and what people see that you believe. So hopefully as Christians, right? we're doing this in spirit and in truth because really um, in a way we're kind of going like, well, we're meeting people where they are because they like memes, but we want to give them the gospel. Um, so, you know, it comes down to that idea. I mean, Jeff Durbin said it. A lot of people say, but really, it sounds trivial and stupid, but the thing is, is you say words, you give words, right? And you're going to be accountable for everything you do. That's right. It should scare the, uh, stuff out of you <laughs> to think about um even your memes You're will be, to be taken into account them. and so um, on our 100th episode you know the one thing that we explained was think before you meme i think we can take this awesome biblical principle of of thinking and being quiet and then speaking be slow to speak right you know be be always in thought um how does you know your facebook account going to matter for eternity And, uh, you know, this is how our Facebook's going to matter for eternity because we have a podcast, right? And we're putting it out live for you. Um, we're showing our beliefs. We're showing our hand. We're trying to go, here's the gospel, right? We're going to be accountable for our podcast and what we say here. Um, so it's a very thing, you know, so this might seem a little bit more, well, that's a podcast and you're very informative and memes are very dumb. Well, then <laughs> compared to that, right? And I love memes. I love memes. I love good memes, you know, and I think we need to make sure as Christians that we're, if we're especially going to make memes that are uh, biblical in nature, that we definitely uh, pay respect to. The Bible, which is whose word? God's God's word, word. not man's written down word, trying to figure out what God is and letting you, know, just an academic process of adding information over time to further generations. It's God's revelation to us for us and our children um, and their children and their children and their children children until Christ comes back. So we need to make sure that uh, if we're going to do biblical things that we are um, doing it in spirit and in truth, because it's an act of worship so he here's a cool listening. thing too because so,
1: you can be very interactive as we deal with these yeah. so if we and we'll put up the meme as we're deconstructing it we'd invite you if you've got some thoughts on it and you want to share we'll be happy to interact with you as you do so so you yeah. ready to rock and roll?
0: yes yeah, so, um, so we have done let's do it we've, we've dealt with a certain person a few occasions on the, on the podcast yeah, I wish that Sonny was still would, on yeah, if he's still watching he, he doesn't know because, we exist it's fine you know it just means that he's not honest uh, yeah. and you know he's not honest like he is on James White and James White That's has true. to contact Constantly do things, but Soteriology 101, Mr. Leighton Flowers, um, we're go- that's going to be our Dude, first meme. Again, tonight, I can so. just credit Leighton Flowers for all kinds of garbage. Yeah. So let's go stuff. to the Meme Theology Studio. Wow. There we are, and here's our first meme. We got uh, from Soteriology 101 that shared this one on his uh, Facebook. This would be Thursday, um, so last Thursday at 4:38 p.m. Dear Calvinist. Do you want to read? Or you want me to read? Go for it, man. Okay, dear Calvinist, we are not saying it would be unjust of God to pass by to pass by most people and leave them without hope of salvation. We are saying it's unChristian-like. Jesus, the perfect representation of God, died for his enemies. He didn't pass them by on the other side of the road like the Levite or priest. He is kind and merciful, and what is that last and good? So so um, Thank you so, very, very much, Dr. Flowers. Okay, and so for here's, here's the thing. For He's also connecting it with the whole story of the Good Samaritan, too. So this is the point of the meme. The meme, the picture means something here.
1: So Jesus is now the Good Samaritan in the parable of the Good Samaritan.
0: Yeah.
1: Was that ever implicitly or explicitly implied in the telling of that parable? Did Jesus ever say in the parable, I am the Good Samaritan? He never implies it terrible. Terrible isogeetes of scripture. A guy who has a doctorate degree from a Christian seminary and teaches at a Christian undergraduate school is demonstrating how to isogeet scripture and do whatever he can to make it fit his narrative. Shame on him for doing that. I rebuke him for doing that. That's very problematic, and I don't mean that as some arrogant person. He's done a terrible thing and showed, oh, now let me show you how to isogeet scripture. Did Jesus, and the question is, is there a commentary, Dr. Flowers, that ever says that Jesus is Telling anyone that he is the good Samaritan in this.
0: Now wait a second. Oh, wait, oh we talked about it last time dispensationalism versus covenantalism. Yeah. It's probably going to play a big part. Go for it. Because well, let's go back to the Old Testament. What did God do there? Let's see, let's 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 think he made a distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians whenever he was raining plagues down on them. But he didn't rain plagues down on the Egyptians. And what he said, oh, to mark them out. So, oh, oh, yeah. And then there's that whole Passover idea, right? Where if you had the blood on the door, a particular oh. blood on the door, he would pass over. So who is he passing over? <laughs> so, I mean, the, we, again, we can Again, the idea, idea is, yeah.
1: is, is the doctrine or is soteriology ever implied in yeah. this parable? Yeah.
0: No, it's not. It's actually how man is supposed to treat man because man is totally depraved. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, so there is an actual one meaning of that text.
1: There actually is a meaning of that text. Yeah. The depravity of man is terrible. Yeah. But God, again, and here's one of the issues is the parable here that Jesus is speaking about, is it an actual historical event? I'm not going to get too much into yeah. parabolic interpretation, but here's what I'm going to say. That is not on the doctrine of salvation. Yeah. Jesus is never implying that he is a good Samaritan. What he's demonstrating is human beings should not make this type of distinction about when they're going to show mercy to people. Only God can make that type of distinction. And those who didn't show mercy because they were creatures were the ones who were in sin. God is not in sin for passing over people. In fact, passing over people is... Is because God's not giving His judgment to people. Yeah. So be really
0: careful with that, Doctor Flowers. Yeah. Terrible job. Categorical Sorry. mistakes ever. I mean, that he does much, it all the yeah. time oh, yeah. in
1: all of his analogies. It's always yeah. some type of categorical error, and then of course he's using things to be an analogy. And again, I like this part very much, dear Calvinists, We are not saying no. What you are saying is that God has saved everyone. All of those folks who even passed by the Good Samaritan are also now going to be saved if they so choose in their own independent free-thinking so yeah, they
0: are not saying it would be unjust of God to pass by most people. But
1: it's it unjust un- of God. No, no, excuse me. Wait, the justice going? of God is to damn everyone. That's the problem. Yeah. Every none of them deserve salvation. That's your problem. God's justice is he should damn everyone. It's God's mercy that he should save anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so does he get to pick and choose what he want, how he wants to go about um, giving a people to Christ, which is what it talks about in Scripture. There is a particular people that come. There's a particular people that do not come. And there's only one way for them to come, and that's whenever, again, Christ says in John 6, those who the Father draws.
1: He didn't pass
0: them by on the other side of
1: the road, like the Levite or the priest. No, you're again making a very serious distinction problem here. Mm-hmm. God and his judgment passes by. Not God in his mercy passes by. Mm-hmm. The mercy isn't passing by. The mercy is particular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The judgment is what everyone should get. Yeah, He is kind and merciful. He is good. Amen. Yes. He is kind and merciful. That's why he doesn't damn everyone and judge everyone or put everyone under
0: his judgment. Yeah, he's merciful. That's why he loved Jacob. That lying, conniving son of a gun. Even though Esau was also had his own problems, but there was mercy there, but God yeah. chose, and that's what Romans 9 talks about. And they create a different
1: Jesus, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This demonstrates the real problem with following that line of thinking. hmm I don't think it's intentional, but what they've done here is they've created another Jesus. Look what they say. Yeah. We are saying it's just unchrist-like. It's unchrist-like. For Jesus to serve as a atoning sacrifice or a blood atonement that allows God's mercy or God's judgment to pass by? Jesus is a perfect representation of God. Died for his enemies. He didn't pass them on the other side. Yes, God, Jesus Christ, died for his enemies. Mm-hmm. There's a Trinitarian issue here going on as well. Yeah. Uh, here's at least how I see it, and I'm not again. The Trinitarian issue, the Trinitarian issue that you see going on here, is when they say that Jesus is a perfect representation of God. Jesus is God, not a perfect representation of God. Jesus is the God Man, fully God, uh, truly God, truly man. Yeah. He is not the Father. Jesus is not the Father. Do you see the equivocation that's occurring here? As the second person of the triune god Jesus does die as the sacrificial atonement so that the father's judgment will pass by and the mercy will be particular
0: yeah. and even uh, even in that like if you're an atheist that's that's reading this i can just see it here is it puts Jesus it pits Jesus against god so mm. they could mm-hmm, definitely pick mm-hmm. up like this old testament mean god versus yeah. this new testament loving god revealed in Christ so yeah. actually pits again like i said god in the old testament uh did pass people by and like he destroyed all the nations of canaan yeah um didn't like the law i remember was in their hearts they were rebelling against the law god gives the uh written law on tablets specifically to israel at sinai um so that's the external law that was already in everybody's heart that everybody was rebelling against but he gives it to israel privileged right And then uh, he destroys all the other nations around them and gives them, does that sound very just in a critical race theory world? No, but you're borrowing that uh, worldview to be able to make this meme. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so there's a lot of problems here, but uh, yeah, you didn't really do anything against uh, the Calvinist... Position here. It's just you've just shown that you really don't know what Calvinism is or Reformed right, right. theology is. Person, and yeah. so, again, if he was ever a Calvinist, he didn't know his position. I'd love to, to hear them. his response yeah. on what yeah. we just said there. Yeah. So, if please you
1: please defend that re- yeah, please if you
0: know Leighton Flowers and can get this into his hands, or if you are Leighton Flowers and you actually watch this somehow, which we don't expect you to, so the <laughs> you then out. please respond. We would like to have a friendly conversation, you know, even though we were just attacking <laughs> pretty hard. Uh, I, I will stand by my repudiation
1: of what he did.
0: Yeah. It's, it's wrong. Yeah. So we hope uh, you guys, uh, again, whenever you are, especially if we are in the Southern Baptist camp, you know, he is uh, pretty much the Rob Phillips of the Texas Baptists. Fortunately. Um, and so, you know, he's in a in a pretty big position. I know there's a lot of people here in town that I've talked to him about Leighton Flowers, and they know the whole James White, Leighton Flowers debate thing. And, you know, whenever I say that I like James White, you know, they kind of, they don't look at me in contempt it anyway. But it definitely starts, like, there, there's a feeling that's there, <laughs> you know, in the room whenever that has happened in the past, whenever, I've, whenever we've had these conversations about Leighton Layton Flowers. So um, this is important because, you know, this is Southern Baptist Um, this is what's talked about among us. Dr. Flowers, you talk so much
1: about how you were a college debater. I was a college debater. I have a theological education and a master's degree from a the- from a Southern Baptist seminary and a master's degree from a state university. I'm also working on my doctorate degree. be more than happy to go one-on-one with you or we go two-on-two with you. I believe that I could stand my ground with you quite well. Uh, I know that you don't work in the original languages. Guess what? Neither do I. I think that we would be able to go shot for shot. Uh, I would love any opportunity. And again, uh, I'll be respectful. Watch any of the debates that I've done. You'll see that I am respectful. I will repudiate you on our podcast because I believe that you're supposed to be held accountable for your words, but we would love to have an opportunity to debate you. I think, and I know you've debated Chris Date, and I know that he has less theological education than I do. So, Don't try to say that, oh, you don't have enough education. I have more than he does. And I was second in the nation in IPDA debate at the Pi Kappa Delta National Championship in 2008. So I certainly am ready to roll. All right. <laughs> so there's an invitation to the debate. Yeah, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, we'll, I know he's we'll, gonna ignore us and he wouldn't deal with
0: us anyways, but we'll there. tag him. We'll tag him. We'll see what happens. But anyway, so yeah, I hope I hope you see that, you know, um this debate is in there. It gets livid, it gets live, but whenever we see these sort of mischaracterizations, they need to be called out. Um no way intent was this the intention of Christ in his parable. Um, All right. And so we need to again treat scripture correctly and we need to hold men accountable to treat men's you know, and so this is this is not just a layman thing. This is somebody that's studied. This is somebody that is doing this intentionally. And actually, as we have shown on the podcast before, he is trying to cause division. Dissension. And so we need to come together again, and we need to either push him out or welcome him back as a brother, even if he doesn't fully adhere. He needs to. Um, at least actually deal with the real issues and not just a bunch of character caricatures of our position.
1: Can't wait till Dr. Mueller becomes president of the Southern Baptist convention. Maybe that'll be enough to get them. We'll
0: see. We'll see. (laughs) One thing is, is, you know, it is, God has total control of the situation That's right, and is using it. Like we're suffering through it for a reason. That's right. And so we can all, we can go into this with hope. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Meme, meme number, number two, two. <laughs> hey we spent like yeah, 15 minutes on that yeah. one sorry so yeah, meme number two these are kind of scary memes to put up but uh, we'll see here what we have to say oh. about so it's i understand it might be too soon um death is never uh especially dealing this with death this side of eternity um it's a serious issue it shouldn't be made fun of it shouldn't be you know it should be taken seriously and i understand that you know none of us are related to kobe bryant we're not a part of the family um we don't have that sort of connection um to him but he was somebody that was out there um And now he's being utilized to teach something about the afterlife, right? Some people believe this would be the projection of what people believe about the afterlife. And so, So, is this true?
1: So, Mike Haynes has coined a term that he calls folk theology. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in the past, folk theology. Yeah. Uh, We might even...
0: Yeah, something the past two years that we've wanted to like, we have meme theology. We wanted to do yeah, like folk theology. This
1: would be so, an example yeah. of folk theology, or uh, again, a example of what I would say contemporary cultural Christianity. Mm-hmm. What is contemporary cultural Christianity? Well, as a pastor, this year, this is the first week of the month of February. I've done four funerals this year.
0: Yeah,
1: I just passed up my fifth funeral for the year. There have been five weeks in this year. I've done four funerals. Last week was the first week that I didn't do a funeral. The popular idea is at every single funeral that you go to, ah, they're always in heaven. In fact, mm-hmm. I've heard people say, oh, I'm, Grandma was so happy to die so she could go to heaven and be with Grandpa. Baloney. If she was really a believer... She was glad to go home to see her God. Mm -hmm. Grandpa didn't matter that much. Yeah. And and that's the reality of it. So this is simply a extension of the concept that I would say is folk theology or cultural, contemporary cultural Christianity. The idea is, well, Paul Walker, he died. Kobe Bryant died. Kobe was probably so happy to see Paul Walker.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: By and what standard thing, yeah. would we evaluate them according to the contemporary world that these guys were in heaven?
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, like if you, you know, the one, I don't know much about Kobe Bryant. I'm not a basketball fan. I never really Neither am I. caught the bug. So I, and, I mean, I'm, I don't I'm know very about sorry about personally. his death. I, I want to yeah. be, well, yeah. you should. Yeah.
1: A- anytime someone is killed tragically, death, death should bother Christians the most, but it mm-hmm. should give us the most hope. Yeah death should hurt us the most and give us the most hope because we long for a world that does not have death. And we long for a world where we see death has been completely put to death.
0: Yeah. But see, you know, I can, I can relate this to something recently, you know, it's like, I knew, I know somebody and they had somebody significant uh, in their life pass away. But I, you know, I I know the person um, that was left behind here. Um, you know, they were, they are a, a person of the faith. They love Jesus, but their significant other, I never saw them attend church, maybe come by during the week or something like that. Um, but you never saw him leading his wife. Um, you never saw him, you know, at church and, and serving in the church. And it's one of those things like that church doesn't save you. No. But there is that, uh, you know, you're saved by faith alone, but a faith that's not alone type idea where, you know, it should evidence itself. And if they don't care about the church, that might be a good indicator. So for the, the first overarching idea, whenever we're talking about stuff like this, we don't know who the elect are. We're Calvinists. We don't know who the elect are. We don't have some sort of uh, ghostbuster spectrum honor, yeah. or spe- spectrometer, whatever, to tell that. Um, so one thing is, is we, either way, we shouldn't be memeing like this. This is a more serious issue than just going, look, this person's in heaven. Now I'm so happy because the thing is, is you don't know. So this is a meme out of ignorance. You can't make the case. You can make case off fruit. What do we know about Kobe Bryant? What do I know about, um, this person that I know that just passed away? And the thing is, it tugs on the feelings because you want to tell people so bad that they made it. That uh, they struggled all through this life, and now that they're at rest, we want to say it's so bad. But at the same time, again, we are people of the truth. We are people of the light. We have to expose these things that, you know what, I can't tell you good news. The truth is, but I can tell you good news because I can't tell you good news. And the reality is,
1: as we already said, we do not know the eternal state of either of these men. But what we're saying is, if you are going to think about the reality that each man will, as it says in Scripture, after death comes the judgment, will face a creator, God, Mm -hmm. for one to be in heaven, one must be reconciled with God. Otherwise, they're under the judgment of God. And therefore, when you look at a meme like this, you shouldn't just pass it along without thinking about it. You should be like, you know, the reality is. If this man was under and clothed in the righteousness of Christ, then he probably is. And guess what? Not before Paul Walker. He's before a creator God in the presence of creator God, worshiping the creator God whom he longed to see.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's tragic that he's dead. You bet. Yeah. But it's also tragic that one would present a false gospel.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's just like but I mean these kind of things go to show you that you know. Everybody knows that they'll face eternity. Everybody does. The same thing happened with uh, Star Wars with Carrie Fisher and uh Bingo. And, yeah uh as, uh Chewbacca, what's his name? Uh Peter uh, uh- he passed away, you know? And so like every time that somebody from star Wars passes away, you see a meme of them all gathered together amongst the, ethereal clouds that we believe that heaven is supposed to be right. Even though we don't know that from scripture, we just know Christ said to the guy on the cross, you'll be with me today in paradise. Right. And, uh, you know, we don't have these sort of, we don't have the truth behind these images that we, we portray. It's our imaginations, um, that we portray and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's like, we, we, Basically, you're showing that you know that you have eternity in your heart and you know that there is an eternity out there. But whenever somebody talks to you in your life, then you're not going to face that reality. You're just going to wait till somebody dies to expose the fact that you do like this tugs at you because, you know, deep inside you that there's eternity to face. Um, But, you know, these are bad memes to throw up no matter even if, you know. R.C. Sproul means saying, you know, he's rejoicing in heaven with Christ. Okay. You know, that guy is a man that evidenced himself, even though he's a Presbyterian. And I know the whole infant baptism thing. I know he loved Jesus Christ. And I would have to say that God had grace on his view of baptism because of the evidence of, of Christ in him and, and teaching people and being a good steward of the scriptures. But in Daniel Thomas, who's posting on this
1: dude, did you listen to anything we said? We were demonstrating that there's a fundamental error, and Christians have an opportunity to preach yeah. the gospel when yeah. they see an image like this. You yeah. bet. Distasteful? No, sir. You're distasteful for repudiating folks before you even listen to the argument.
0: Yeah. So let's let's listen to each other here. Let's uh, let's see what they're trying to trying to put out here with these memes, but then take it as an opportunity to redeem to hopefully save them. Because again, whoever posted the, post, these memes, they're doing it because they recognize they know, and it's popping out that they understand that there is an eternity to face. And we can give them the answer to that, that they know that you, that, uh, that God exists. They know that they're created in his image and they're suppressing the truth. And all they have to do is just admit it, repent and come to Christ open arms no condemnation right and that is the beautiful gospel that i hope was preached to bryant was preached to paul walker and i you know i i i don't know anything about them, so i hope they didn't reject it you know i don't i'm not going to say anything because i have no clue um about their lives past their basketball stars and movie stars um but yeah so we just need to be careful whenever we do any sort of memeing it doesn't have to be it's not about a celebrity it's about anybody that's whenever right. We, whenever we uh, post anything about the afterlife um, without, you know, qualification of this person loved Jesus. Yeah, right on. That's it. Yeah, so. I, again. Yeah, I like, could continue, but uh, yeah. sorry, let's go to the
1: next one We so we yeah. can get
0: all of them. Yeah, so we've got uh, meme number three, right? Yeah, we're on number three. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So this one is a really fun one that uh, I guess this would have been. A, oh, man, I am messing up on the uh, <laughs> video. Side of things. Meme number three. We're going to put that up. Nope. Is it this one?
1: There There
0: we go. go. Yeah, it the first time. So yeah, this this one's a really funny meme. This maybe I should have followed this one up uh, uh, after uh, after Leighton Flowers. Nah, no, this is good. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we've got uh, you know four panel comic. We got a zombie. He's saying brains, brains, and then the zombie is passing by a guy holding up a sign, and in the third frame it says Calvinist believes not Calvinists. But Calvinist believes people are robots, period. And then the fourth frame is the, uh, the zombie going, brains, brains, brains. Again, this is, you know, I don't like the fact that you can totally, like, use this to uh, slander people. Yeah, this is slander. Again, it, so we have to deal with the fact that whoever made this meme, this is an ad hominem, slanderous attack. It is Funny, because, again, it, what does it appeal so, to my total depravity? Yeah, which is actually, the point.
1: Actually, yeah. let me say, I don't think it's fair either way.
0: Yeah,
1: I actually think that it's wrong both ways. Yeah. We'll laugh a little bit, but actually, there is a problem with it. Number one, anyone who says the Calvinists believe that they are robots obviously do not and have not done a serious look at church history nor the doctrines of grace. I don't want to say that they are ignorant, but what I'm saying is they're Mm ill-informed. Now, to say they don't have a brain is incredibly problematic. That's not true. Look, I actually do want to have serious discussions about the doctrines of grace and about God's election and about what It means for christ to say all who the father calls will come to me to do a serious discussion of soteriology should be welcomed why because it should drive us deeper into our love for the lord and him Mm -hmm. saving us as terrible zombies ourselves because Mm -hmm. that's what i would say we are the walking dead yeah and really until god regenerates us yeah,
0: yeah the zombie is the state of unbelief Where we're walking around, we we are seeing things, we are moving around in the world, right? But we're living dead people until we are regenerated. So the zombie should be the unbeliever (laughs) in, in his fallen state that can do nothing to please God repentance pleases God. You can't even repent unless it's granted you, which is also a scriptural thing, which I understand when you're trying to talk to Leighton Flowers or getting into categories and all that kind of stuff that doesn't even get brought up. And that's why the debate is hard between both sides is because, well, yeah, we want to end up pushing each other, um, and, and, f- and fisticuffs anyway, instead of just sit back and create, let allow grace to exist. But yes, the zombie should be the unbeliever. Um, no, the, the, the thing is, is, uh, even from the Calvinist side, I have to believe that the atheist, the agnostic, the Muslim, everybody has a brain and it works well. Why they're made in the image of God. That's right. And they reason. And the thing is, is the, the thing is it takes, I would say it takes more intelligence to suppress the truth that, you know, Than it does to yield to it. And so it's like whenever my daughter, you know, today, you know, we just, we, we had a rough time with school today and she worked so much more hard not to do her math and disobedience and trying to find out and try to use her ways to try to get out of it and then end up in trouble. it would have been just to do the math. That's right. And so, you know, it says, you know, the fool in his heart says there is no God. The fool doesn't mean the person lacks brains and they're stupid. Again, that only comes from a worldview or a soteriological view where mere facts and assent to facts, which is, again, what I charge the other side with, that you have to assent to certain facts. And once you assent to those facts, you're fine. Right. That is not the biblical correct soteriology you will not assent to those facts. That's right. Apart from the Lord working something in you. Right. So, you know, so these Arminians are not stupid. They're not brainless. They're not brainless. So on the other hand, this is Well, I would say is one who says
1: that Calvinists say you are a robot are ill-informed
0: yeah so it's they weird. haven't done their homework yeah so what would paul say about this you know this is the kind of stuff where we're not supposed to be doing this we're not supposed to be slander this is an in-house meme yeah this right is on. unless if you want to say Armenians aren't brothers and i can't even do that i can't because say that either. i can i can i can see people where they're trying to push like where, where i have a hard time with leighton flowers is because he is going too far and that's, that's right. why i can actually say it's harder for me to call him a brother because he's going so left field and he's even out of the yeah. society of Arminians. I found out that he left that because he might, might've been too Arminian for them. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I was informed yeah. that he left that society. Not surprised. Um, so that's what makes it hard. But then again, I have another brother um, that because we're, we're talking all the that time that if you because, go to that yeah. position. You consistently yeah. have to be open. Let's yeah. see. I can see the heart of a person going like, I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to deal with your theology but I'm, I'm, but I'm going to keep on struggling and try to understand because I will love you. And that, that's whenever I yeah. see the heart of a person, I can go, well, he is exhibiting good fruit and that's how I'm supposed to judge people. Yeah. And so I can definitely call our minions, my brothers. I'm not going to call them stupid. Yeah. I'm not exactly. going to call Layton flowers like brainless. I'm going to just call them like, dude, you are just going, your brain's on freaking overload. You know, like we had a <laughs> yeah. really
1: interesting. So, yeah. um, not this Sunday, but last Sunday, we did a town hall meeting at First Baptist Buffalo. And one of the questions was, like, does everyone on a uh, on an elder board have to affirm the same soteriology? And for one church that was represented there, the answer was yes. For another one, it was no, we don't. In fact, this person said, I actually argue that because we don't all adopt the same soteriology, we actually are driving each other deeper into scripture and having mm-hmm. to be more honest with one another. Yeah. Now I would probably, or I would probably lean towards the more of the side where you want everyone to be of the same soteriology. Yeah. Right. Because that's going to impact more than just soteriology. Yeah. Like in multiple ways, especially if you get into deeper doctrines, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most people aren't going to go there though. Yeah. There's a reason why I say, you know, you, you and me could not sit next to William Lane Craig and debate. It's just not gonna work. No. Now, can I call him a brother? I have not seen any evidence of him to the contrary where he is divisive. Yeah. So he's a brother. Right. Yeah. Where I see Leighton Flowers being very divisive. And that's yeah. where I'm kind of like, eh. So there just to let you know that's the sort of the difference. You bet. But the brain's on overload. It's going. And so like again, um this is we laugh especially as reformed people, we want to go, he's passing by because he can't find brains to eat, you know, but then again, as a Calvinist, you have to go, yeah, that's my total depravity. That's yeah. my flesh laughing. And that's actually, I need to repent and go,
1: and I should maybe this, maybe this meme isn't helpful
0: like because it's problematic. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: yeah. and creates, it's not necessarily uh, this creates dissension yeah. that it shouldn't.
0: Yeah. And it's not like that same sort of like uh worldly triggering offense that we're need to pay attention to. It's just the fact, of um it's just it's not truthful and it's not helpful or beneficial to the whole debate um you know Agreed. so yeah i mean I, I i saw this the other day and i was like that's funny but you know you, when you think about it when you sit back and you think before you meme i I didn't share it it cre- yeah, i yeah. didn't either yeah because i
1: thought oh, that creates dissension yeah like that says something about people that i love in the faith that i wouldn't want to say it about them yeah Yeah.
0: So I'm going to tell you, yeah.
1: Most folks that I disagree with on soteriology that I'm close with, I would never, I would never say that they, well, number one, they wouldn't say that I call those who are lost uh, robots. Yeah. They wouldn't say that. They would actually say, well, here's scripture that I believe backs my position. Mm -hmm. And they would also say, well, Dave would never make fun of me for holding this position. So while I wouldn't say that, again, while I would understand they don't believe that Calvinists put forward the idea that men are robots, human beings are robots, they would also say, well, Dave would never call me brainless for holding the position that's counter to his. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's we, an accountability there. They believe really they have cool. brains
0: because they made in the image of God. That's right. Amen. And they were made reasoning beings. <laughs> this for was a for fun one though. I yeah. think we've
1: had a, a yeah. cool
0: variety. Yeah. Glad to go after old flowers <laughs> though. Never can go after him hard enough. <laughs> yeah, well maybe we can get that uh debate happening. We keep on doing it. That'd be great. So yeah, anyway, to, yeah, I guess we got one more meme. We just need to poke the dog with you a stick all. a few more times. Yeah. Not that he's a dog, right? He's even. a human
1: being and he's a he's a follower of Christ. Yep.
0: That's right. So, oh, yeah, this, and one, this one. I really mean, we could go, go all day on this one, um, but because there, there's a few different <sighs> perspectives that you can take this one. Yes. So, <clears throat> so, the first half of it, so you know, for the podcasters, um, is a picture and it's two pictures. So, it's like one with two memes in it. So, you've got a picture of a mama bird with worms in her mouth with little baby birds, you know, looking like they're feed like she's getting ready to feed them. And so, the pastor. So pastor is the, the mama bird's a pastor and the baby birds at the church. And then you go down to the second frame and it's a big, beautiful steak, juicy, juicy steak dinner. And it says studying the Bible at home. And so do we have a false dichotomy or something? But yeah, we but certainly have a false we can look dichotomy at this here. We find some truth that is bad that is actually out there.
1: There are some churches where the pastor is just giving you a little bit. Yeah. And you are a little baby. <laughs> yeah. And I so the you post, just are happy to be there and get that little bit that the pastor is yeah. giving you. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few different
0: ways you can yeah, take this. For so it, this brother. isn't just a, this isn't an easy one to deal with because it's going to definitely play on the subjectiveness of the person viewing it and pull out the feelings and all that kind of stuff um, here. But I think he uh, posts that we you got this from said like, unfortunately this is like 90% of churches or something like that. And you know, it is true. Some churches um, teach that you come here, you get the word, you go home and you're better off at home. Like, especially the venues will tell you to go to Google and find the answers. We're just here to start a discussion. Um, Yeah. That's not a church. That is a, um, a think tank. To keep you, your individual feels happy, right?
1: Well, number one, for me as a pastor, this is a challenge. You should be challenged. Mm -hmm. I should be doing the best I can to not give just a little milk, Mm -hmm. just a little bit of easy regurgitated food. I should be putting forward the meat of God's word in a challenging way that people have to gnaw on
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and wrestle with. If your pastor is just giving you scraps, go find a new church. Yeah. If your pastor's not challenging you, go find a new church. If I'm not challenging the folks in my church, go find a new church, because yeah. I'm a terrible pastor.
0: Or, you, I mean, before you leave your church, you've got to take that's care that's of tough business, tough. right? The, 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 the right way. Oops, we're having some more uh, difficult technical issues. issues. Yeah. Dang it. Let me. Okay, we'll be back in just a few minutes with this meme. We're gonna take a break! We are, live. we are back. We are Sorry about that. I don't know. I think we've got some just computer issues and memory and all that kind of stuff getting eat up anyway. So let's go back to this meme. But um, just just think about this meme, though. Um, I think this was shared by somebody that was trying to make the statement like, yeah, unfortunately, this is a lot like our churches. But let's switch perspectives because I found a lot of people, especially behind the chair, whenever I'm talking to them about my church, how much I love it, how much I love the word of God, um, how much I love serving in community group as a community group leader, especially now, and all those kind of things, and you get this like, well, you know, I, I just like to go, me and the Bible underneath the tree, you know, I go fishing on Sundays, that's my church, I bet you that that's what this meme was actually created for, was to kind of go to show, um, you know, studying Bible at home, I get more meat out of it that way, you know, it's just so the church, you know, so this is somebody that's kind of like halfway in between that Sunday uh, fishing trip church you know sort of a thing because they you know they, they they recognize the bible that they're studying at home that gives them the meat gives them the church they just don't want to devote themselves to say authority the authority structures yeah. and stuff like that and so you know it's one of those things that why can't we have like why aren't we having meat whenever we get together as a congregation? That's there right. should be well. There's there a, dual be a beautiful responsibility. steak dinner there. Film. There should be a beautiful steak at home, and why is because the pastor has been giving gifts from heaven from Christ when he ascended into heaven on high. He gave what it was Ephesians say? He gave gifts to men um, that there would be teachers, evangelists, um, apostles, whatever, uh, pastors, elders, whatever in that in that, and it was for the equipping of the congregation for what ministry. So then I come home, I'm a dad, I give meat to myself and the kids and my wife, and I wash my wife in the word and sanctify her. I sanctify my kids. Um, I go out and proclaim the gospel, giving them meat, not milk, um, the meat of the gospel and all that kind of stuff. So there should be meat everywhere. So this is actually, I mean, um, unfortunately, yeah, some of our churches are like that where they give the milk and you're supposed to go home and get meat. But if you're not getting it from your pastor, which is supposed to be your shepherd, He's supposed to be shepherding you to eat the meat at home as well so i mean there's just yeah I, I just love my cousin he goes all i've learned so
1: far is that churches should offer classes after sunday school on photoshop skills
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know what you know what uh, not necessarily photoshop skills but maybe we should be teaching responsible memeing oh my gosh yeah well I, you know, the thing that i
1: would say from this and i hope i didn't just like skip the completely what you just said but like The reality is people are creating memes. They're making statements Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when they do. So it has meaning. this one has a really, it it, it speaks a really terrible truth. Mm -hmm. There are individuals who do go to church. They don't get fed. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm going to learn about God on my own and do my own Bible study. The problem actually isn't with their hunger. The problem is with a church that has a pastor who is having to put forward milk and cookies because no one will eat the real stuff or a pastor who's ill-equipped to put forward real stuff. Now, what I would tell you is someone who really hungers for God's word is going to be in God's word. So when they go to church and the pastor presents deep doctrinal truths, they're going to hunger for more Mm -hmm. because the Christian position and those who are growing in the Lord are always hungering for more, Mm -hmm. right? Like I love this. and, And, uh, You know, I'm not trying at all to say anything like to pat myself on the back, but I've loved it when people have come up to me and they've been like, Dave, you could have kept preaching longer Mm -hmm. because I'll say, oh, man, I'm like, because I try to be time conscious. I was trained as a public speaker to be mindful of people's time. And so I will say, oh, man, I don't want to burn up your whole day. Right. I and they're like, don't say that anymore. Don't say anything about the time anymore. when you preach. I've had multiple people say Mm -hmm. that, like, just keep preaching. So I've done that more yeah. <laughs> and I haven't apologized for the time right. or going over anymore because I'm like, no, if, if God is really using his word mm-hmm. to feed, it makes you more hungry mm-hmm. for God's word, for God's truth, for knowing God. We're going to have all of eternity to know God. So if you go to a pastor or to a church and the pastor's putting forward milk and cookies and you're hungry for real meat, go to the pastor and be like, dude, come on. I'm in God's word every day. I'm feasting on God's word every day. Yeah. You are not giving me what I need. Yeah. Doctrinally. And don't be mean about it. Be like, brother, I, I need more doctrinal depth. I have never had anyone come to me and be like, dude, Dave, more depth, more doctrinal depth. That's what we need. And me not be encouraged by the fact that they wanted that and spurred more like, yeah, I can do a better
0: job. Does that make mm. sense? Oh, it yeah, totally makes sense. And I guess there's a, just another thing where you can kind of split this meme up uh, where, you know, the pastor's feeding them. And maybe it's implying that uh, you don't go home and eat your meat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you're, you've got that implicit faith idea. Um, you've got that, you know, and this is again, what Dr. Dudash, Whenever we're talking to her, you know, it's like we don't Catholics don't read their Bibles. You know, we just do we just know what we're told. Right. And this is the unfortunate thing. This is why I'm sad. I'm not mad. That's why I'm not mad at her for, and, and so offended by what she said that whole time. You know, I was kind of chomping at the bit cause I wanted to help correct and give her, give her that meat. Right. You know um, that's, that's the difference between somebody that cares and somebody that just wants to punch somebody in the face with knowledge and and words. Um, but, you know, so you got that sort of, thing here to where it's just like, you know, churches just seem to be like, whatever your pastor says, here you go. I'm giving it to you. You need nothing more. And, you know, and then whenever you study just at home by yourself, um, you get into the real meat. But the thing is, is then you're believing yourself and you don't have that community either of the church. So if you split the church from being at home and Bible study, then you're still missing the point. The thing is you have your meat everywhere. Um, And so, you know, that's, but the only the thing is, like I think we've uncovered, like you know, some pretty rotten truth that's out there yeah, in the depraved world um, that this meme sort of would give you, depending on sort of where you come from. And so it does feed that sort of subjective idea of how you take these memes. And so hopefully that tells you that the meme that you put up might not mean the same thing to the other person. Because remember, we are there are circular worldviews going around. We have a circular worldview. They have a circular worldview. You and hopefully goes to prove my point every time I talk to somebody. We all have presuppositions, but the thing is, it's not relative. Yeah. Or if it is, then we're an absurdity, but we're not willing to live in it. Yeah. Which is evidence again of that you're created in the image of God. You know, and you're suppressing the truth. So please come. Um, Which you would know if your pastor was shepherding you the way he's supposed to shepherd you and you were going home and. Still eating that awesome meat of, this, of the scriptures and leading your, your uh, spouse and your kids to eat meat as well. And then you're sitting around, like not even at a Sunday or a Wednesday church, but sitting with people during the week and discussing the meat of the scriptures. And just basically, the only way that the only uh, non sinful way to be a glutton is to be a glutton of the word. Amen. And live by every word from God's mouth as food, just like Christ said that we were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. His food was to do the will of his Father. That's right. So, um, yeah, so I hope, uh, this awesome, I hope it's uh, been I mean, kind of funny. This uh, is a I mean, kind of like a, this is a, you know, it's one of those things we haven't just had one of those like random weird episodes. You know, everything's been pretty directed, and this one got to be a little bit more lighthearted and some fun. fun. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then, of course, yeah. we did put
1: out a nice mean
0: challenge uh, yeah, flowers. I'm glad to post uh, but Hopefully stay, yeah. a, a brotherly, spirited. Yeah, a spirited, spirited. passionate, um, you know, charge to go, hey, there's more people out here willing to talk to him, even though he probably wants just certain people. He's very particular. Again, like I said in the past, we did ask Layton Flowers to come to our Apolicon one year and talk about apologetical methods. We weren't talk- we're not going to have yeah. a soteriology debate. We're not oh, going to have anything we, he did. He was talk we just wanted to have methods. apologetical methods. And he said, no, all I'm concerned with is soteriology. And again, like we've said in the past, like he wants to divide people um, based on soteriology. And if it was up to him, I'd say that he'd Dude. probably split off the SBC just be- and split up the SBC and try to get rid of the reform folks in the SBC, and he would be totally fine with I that. I have good friends.
1: Like I love my brother... And we just talked about Jack. Yeah. Like, we disagree with Jack on sociology, but we'll have a good discussion with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, God bless him. Like, I really... And he's challenged me in good ways. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean that, and I'm very thankful for him. Never would I say, oh, yeah, oh, you... No. Again, I'm not going to say that he's the guy holding the sign because he wouldn't hold the sign, and I wouldn't say that he was brainless because he also wouldn't say that I believe people are robots. So, uh, yeah, but a fun... Yeah, a fun show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Three in a row. Three in a row. uh, Interesting yeah so yeah this God. will be the next three weeks so for uh, you podcast listeners if you happen to get on youtube and watch this or whatever you know this is we've we've got three weeks of content to throw out there so that we can uh, get busy uh, work on our paper that's going to be coming up uh, at the international society of christian apologetics up in chicago area um, will be uh, me dave and travis uh, Serenic will be going up there to do that and i've got to uh, get on the ball so pray for me Dude, and pray for up. us I'll as we so as morning. we uh, deliver that because we're going to talk about why it's important for podcasting and christian apologetics and
1: we will semi-present our paper to our audience yeah and we'll get the date that'll probably be our next like live show
0: but there you go yeah. we're all on the fly yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of stuff coming up um, in 2020 um, and there's still more just to you know that's in God's providence that's going to come our way and we're going to face it and we can face it now today with the hope that uh, Lord willing it's going to be awesome yeah. and guess what if tomorrow doesn't come what, what what's the only other alternative uh-huh. and that's the uh, consummated kingdom of Jesus Christ handed over man it's going to be that'd be awesome so either way there's nothing but hope um, right. in this so again I guess We'll just end the podcast on that note. Dude, you Unless know, you got something? No, I,
1: I don't. I just enjoy doing the show with yeah. you. It's always a blessing. Uh, we will be, we are a month away from our third year anniversary of yes. podcasting. We'll have to do something special for that. Eh, probably not, but I guess that'll be when we do our program. Nah, maybe that'll be when we do our program on why podcasting is important. Yes. That, and <laughs> for uh, our,
0: for three, our three year anniversary, three year, uh, we'll do 300 memes. Just, <laughs> just now. But anyway, with the Tag Reap podcast, I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And Soli. Deo. Gloria.